Yes, so okay. fuck yes. Welcome after the hype from your host, always Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Jonathan Hardison. I'm here. Chewy Darso. Hello. Emily Blake's not here, but Elliot Campos is. Hey. And then we have special guest, Elvis Kunish. Howdy. I don't know why Elliot is not a special guest, but uh, I think it's because he's He's sitting. on next week. He doesn't. He can be special guest then. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. he wasn't then either. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. You oh. know, I've always considered myself the second-rate Emily Blake. And well, there I'm you go. And that now we have audio proof of it. You're even wearing her headphones. Yeah, they it, feel so nice. <laughs> Against his skin. Uh, yeah. Elliot, uh, I'm not sure if Emily's going to appreciate that. We're just going to hope she doesn't listen to this one. Don't worry, I'll take them home with me and make sure that they are serviced. <laughs> Alrighty, God. <laughs> Previews for next week. <laughs> uh, okay, so Merry Christmas. Christmas. Oh, right. This, yeah. is this is Christmas our, episode. This is our Christmas and a episode. Happy New Year. That's next week. Happy Kwanzaa. Sure. Happy Hanukkah. Is that still going? Happy Winter Solstice. I'll take that one. There's no snow. Hanukkah's still going. By the time this comes out, is it? Well, no. That's what I thought. Happy Post Hanukkah. <laughs> is that a holiday? Sure. Hanukkah. <laughs> happy Hanukkah. It's, it's podcast Hanukkah. You, you light the candles with. Your pot. <laughs> I said pot. pod, not pot. <laughs> you said potica. Welcome to the oh. worst game of telephone ever played. <laughs> Woo! In podcast form. How about a where have you been doing? I saw The Babysitter on Netflix. Uh, it is a movie starring Bella Thorne and a bunch of people I don't know, uh, except for Robbie Amell. Is that a poll that even El- Elliot doesn't know? Did I get one? I know that Robbie is uh, Firestorm. Fuck. It is. <laughs> he can't escape this guy. I <laughs> He, he was everything. also in... Was that a pun uh, intended? <laughs> Escape ELL? Oh, yes. <laughs> that, that body shaming movie I just forgot the name of. Jennifer's body shaming no. movie? Shallow Howl? No, no, no. It's that movie about the ugly sister, not sister, ugly friend, and how you have one in every group. Like the Classic. hottie and the naughty? Oh, oh, the Mae Whitman movie. The yeah. Duff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was in The Duff. Forgot about that. Um, but no, the, the Babysitter, it's a Mick G movie, but is Mick G doing his best James Gunn impression? Um, that yeah. makes sense when you watch it, but it definitely feels like that. Uh, it's not bad. It, I just kind of thought it was going to go a little more crazy than it does. And it's already kind of crazy, but like based on the trailer, like I thought it was going to go like full on like demon storming the house crazy, and it, it never goes quite that far. It's just kind of super violent, but in the loo, like for comedy. And it was uh, it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. I don't think it's totally worth watching if you don't want to. Like if it if it piques your interest, you'll enjoy it. If it doesn't, skip it. Sounds like a Netflix original movie, doesn't it? Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it hits all the proper chords of a Netflix original movie. Not documentary. The documentary is actually pretty good, but their movies are eh, so far. I haven't seen Okja yet, but I've been told I will really like Okja. That one's good. Yeah. I like Okja. Yeah, uh, I'll see it eventually. But Babysitter is okay. <laughs> Uh, that's it for me, though. All right. Uh, I haven't, I've been a little bit busy, so I haven't had a chance to do much watching of anything. I did download and test out the Animal Crossing Pocket Camp game, that free-to-play Animal Crossing game, and it was fun. Uh, I mean, I'm already done with it. Like, played it for like a day or two. Never reached the limits of whatever the free-to-play thing was and didn't know what to do with all the crickets and butterflies and all that. So having no real experience with it, it was fine. <laughs> you can eat crickets and fine. chips. They're called chirps. Chirps. Okay. Yeah. You can buy them on Amazon or in stores. Interesting. They're gross. I, I believe it. <laughs> Actually, no, they're not as bad as you think they are, but it makes your tongue feel fuzzy, which is not what you want from food. 
Yeah. I didn't but, get that feeling, so I'm starting to wonder whether or not Brian was allergic to crickets. I might be allergic to crickets. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Which sucks for the future. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't do very well in Animal Crossing <laughs> if you were in it itself. Like, you'd have problems. Fun. Chewie, uh, what about you? Did you see a, a, a really big movie? Like I really, might have seen a really big movie. Like a really important one? Uh, where I didn't really do much. Uh, I recently saw Last Jedi. What is that? Uh, it is a movie about Star Wars. With, war in the yeah, stars? War in the stars, guys. That sounds cool. Uh, and there is the not empire of the First Order. Uh, we should say uh, go easy on the spoilers because not everybody at the table's seen it and definitely not everybody so listening. you guys know the, f- the new First Order or whatever is not the empire. No, it's, it's the First Order. It's different. Yeah, it's they're, different. The, they're the alt empire. Uh, it's definitely, definitely different. <laughs> <laughs> um, alt empire, I like that. <laughs> the only spoiler is, yeah, Chewie doesn't really do anything. Nah. So I was a little disappointed in that. He just uh, kind of hangs out. He does yeah. have the best comedic point. He's got in some movie, comedic points, but it's Chewbacca, so he should have done something. But they're saving um, him for Solo. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Chewbacca and C three PO can like hang out in a closet together the whole movie, and nobody would notice. Mm. Poor three PO. But la da 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 da. No spoilers. So I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people are really hating on it, and I I can see why those people hate it. I'm assuming it's just because they only watch the movies. Uh, if you read the books, the movie is a lot like the books, but like the smark, uh, spark notes or cliff notes type of thing, where they all kind of go off on their own little adventures that seem important and are important, and then they all come back together at the end. And so they did that, and I can't it's hard yeah, to it's, talk it's about without about saying about, any yeah, without details. What, what's the runtime? Two Long. hours and thirty minutes, okay. and honestly, the fastest two hours or the longest, like the, the most packed in there. I thought it's yeah. very, it felt way longer. Yeah, but in a good way. I would have liked for it to have been longer, honestly, mm-hmm. because everything did feel like they were. Since each person went on their own thing, I wanted them to all have more time to do their thing. So I, just, I think I think the two forty one was the wrong runtime. It either need to be considerably longer or considerably shorter. Yeah. There's if an they, entire if, subplot. To make it I won't shorter, say you just need to out, cut but... out an entire section of that film. Yeah. That didn't honestly do too much for the main plot. Um, but if you were going to actually want to flesh everything out and care about everything that's happening more, like it needs to be longer. Yeah. yeah. But it still had a lot of beautiful moments to it. The stuff with Carrie Fisher was fantastic. And then there was a moment that they gave her that just made me start to cry because I had been waiting for that pretty much my entire life. And now we're edging on spoilers, so we should move yeah. on. But yeah, in short, good movie. Yeah. Not great. But Better than Awakens. Good movie. Yeah, I Not like, as good as Rogue One. Very little is. And I don't care if two people here don't agree with me. <laughs> because, <laughs> because we can all be wrong. We can, how about we lives. can all disagree? Or would never have Elliot on the show ever again. Aw. <laughs> Elliot, what have uh, you been doing? Yeah, I'm the audience favorite. You can't cut me out. I Before I came here this morning, I watched like 30 minutes of Free State of Jones, which... Is that all you need to see of it? <laughs> well, uh, well, I decided to come here instead of finishing The Journey. It's a Civil War movie with Matthew McConaughey. I actually really wanted to see it when I saw the trailer because it felt like those old school 90s movies that we don't get anymore. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like an Edward Zwick movie almost. Yeah. It's Gary Ross, I think, is the one who did it. And I love Pleasantville. I love Dave. So I'm eager to support him. It's 
it's too early to call since I've only seen like 30 minutes, but it's interesting to note that the Makanasance is definitely over oh, now. Yeah. Because like I'm looking at my to see list and we got like gold and dark tower and it's like McConaughey now he's just another working actor. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he came back with like a real strong like I am awesome and I'm back and now we're kind of all over you. Wasn't same was, thing happened to No, oh, it just left my brain immediately as I'm about to say it. Saturday Night Fever. Travolta. John Travolta. That happened uh, to him a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's still got another one in him. Like it'll happen sooner or later. Like, holy shit, he's back and now he's gone. I didn't the see I am voltage year. So yeah. <laughs> go up. Um he so McConaughey did was the Oscar, obviously, but like Interstellar, was that like the last of the heights and now it's just like Makana height. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to pitch a new show. Yeah. <laughs> the Makana height. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't want to take that one on. Yeah. You'd have some rough watches with that. <laughs> yeah, one. bring me on for Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. <laughs> but in short, are you gonna keep watching it? Yeah. <laughs> I you sound invested. I, w- you know what? I'll finish it and then I'll come on next week's show to tell you how much I like it. If I don't mention it, I guess I didn't like it. <laughs> Cool. I look forward to hearing that next week. <laughs> or not. I'm going to guess we're not going to hear it. I don't know. I wouldn't you know predict what, the future. <laughs> I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. The only way to know is to subscribe and download. Yep. Does Elliot finish Free State of Jones? We'll find out next week. Dot, dot, dot. Hey, Elvis, what about you? Where have you been doing? Uh, where have I been doing? I saw a little movie by a small-known director called uh, Steven Spielberg, Ooh. Uh, starring Meryl Streep and a guy named Tom Hanks. It's The Post. Advanced it. screening? I saw an advanced screening. Wow. Tom Hanks and Spielberg might have been doing a Q&A there. Did you Whoa, did you're you seeing him so often. Say what? <laughs> you're seeing him so often in person now. I, second I time? This is the second time. Um, he still has not made direct eye contact with me, but that's cool. That's cool. We're building up to it. Third time. He, third time he'll be on the show. I guarantee it. Yes. Are you going to wink at him when you do it? Uh, when I do the show with him? When you make no. direct eye contact, you're just going to give him a little wink. Of course. Oh, I thought you just meant like when you're having full-blown sex with him. Mm, wink seems a little Inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to wink during sex. I, you know what? I dare you, though. You don't need to, but you can. <laughs> In fact, just wait till it's just, just the moment that it's over, that split second, you just be like, wink. Because I think being coy while having sex might get really annoying. It's a good finishing move. I'm picturing too much of this now. What did you think of the post? (laughs) Um, Well, I'm going to save my full thoughts uh, for my podcast, which will be out probably about the same time this one drops. Uh, Tom Hanksgiving will be back to discuss the post, but uh, brief thoughts. I liked it. You should go see it. Uh, So is your show just going... Movie to movie now? Yeah, we've, we've done the back catalog of Tom Hanks films. So we're in like a semi-permeable retirement. And every time there's a new Tom Hanks movie, we're going to come out with a new episode. Got it. Or there's like a TV special because we did one for David S. Pumpkins. And then I went to a theater live show and we did one for that. So anytime oh, David S. Pumpkins? No, no, no. For uh, Tom okay. Hanks did a Shakespeare thing uh, for a charity event and... I uh, went to that and we talked about that and gushed and uh, that was, was the he, first time I saw him. How was he in doing Shakespeare? Uh, he was great. He was he really let loose in a way that you don't see him on screen uh, do very often. I have been wondering if Tom Hanks is ever going to go back to his comedic roots. 
Um, well, you should see the post, not because it's very funny, Tom Hanks' comedic roots, but uh, it's maybe the only good movie he's been in most the last year. So, what about what about the circle? Uh, the circle looks so promising. I had fun with the circle. <laughs> I would not say it was good. I just want another Tom Hanks movie where he. He just goes outside and yells at the top of his lungs, Oh, come on! Does he do that in the post? I mean, he gets pretty hanksy with uh, his Ben Bradley performance. There's a lot. He does yeah. this kind of like, Hey, you gotta you gotta get the paper out. It's, it's pretty funny. Um, You're selling me on this movie. Yeah. The more hanksy it is, the more I'm into it. It gets pretty hanksy. I want full hanks again. And most importantly, we have the, 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 the perfect union of Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. Finally. The two. Is this what we've been waiting for this whole time? The, like Americana, American it's like royalty. The, um, the gatekeeper and the keymaster. Oh, <laughs> uh, They're gonna have animal sex. Not to mention, it's a mini uh, Mr. Show reunion because it also features David Cross and Bob Odenkirk. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but I would say watch it, and uh, it's a super relevant movie to today. It's about. You know, the media taking on an authority figure and a corrupt government. It's a whole weird thing. That doesn't sound like current events. What are you talking about? Mm, the you media should check is it out. It's, it's very That sounds like fake subtle. news. Fake news, Elvis. Fake news. <laughs> Tom Thanksgiving is not coming back next week. <laughs> <laughs> the post. All a lie. Sad. Um, but yeah, uh, go see the movie and listen to the podcast, uh, Tom Thanksgiving. Search it on iTunes and podcast app. We'll throw a link in our, our show thing as well to well, that episode, not to your website. We're not going to give you too much help, but we'll, we'll help out a little bit. That's cool. <laughs> I respect that. Uh, was that everybody? You want to talk yeah, about more Star Wars spoilers in uh, front of Elliot? Oh. Or John. John hasn't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we should mention that Han Solo survived, right? No? No. Holy <laughs> shit. <You> mean- Twist. <laughs> Robo solo. There was a lot of mattresses at the bottom of that cavern. That's, the opening movie is just like uh, um, Two Towers. It just opens with him falling and just like going for a sword. And, and he I'm joking, but heart. I would totally have loved that. But I'm not going to laugh until I see the movie <laughs> and know whether or not you're fucking with it. His hair goes from gray to white. He's like, I'm Han Solo the White. They really wanted to do an empowering female scene, so there's a part where Ray tries to use her sexuality to do a strip tease and make Ren or Ray go. La, 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 la. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren go to the light side. It's it's super hot yeah, and kind of awkward. <laughs> I mean, she's got a lot of like things that kind of look like veils on her, anyways. Yeah. Did you watch the movie or my fantasies? <laughs> <laughs> so into our Merry Christmas episode. <laughs> Uh, so for our Christmas episodes now, uh, and our halfway to Christmas episodes, we do our Secret Santa. I feel like I have to explain this every time, just in case. But basically, what happens is we all randomly side, uh, randomly assigned somebody around the table to pick a movie for. They have to watch that movie. Now they'll have five minutes to review that movie, and then five minutes to t- discuss who do they think get it, and then they're usually pretty close to right. And then why did we pick it for them? And you know, it, it'll kind of work itself out as we start going. It'll make sense. Trust me. Uh, so around the table, what did we have? I'll go first. I had Godzilla versus Gigan or Gigan, as they pronounce it both ways throughout the entire movie. <laughs> Depending on if you're listening to the English or the... Oh, no. I'm Japanese. talking about the English one Just as the they English? flip-flop the whole way. It's Gigan, Gigan. Gigan, Gigan. <laughs> Get it, Gigan. Get it, Gigan. Get got, Gigan. <laughs> Gone, Gigan. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got Superman 4, The Quest... For peace. Like he's reading the title off his <laughs> <laughs> What was this movie again? 
Chewy, what, what wonderful movie did you have? Jack and the Beanstalk from 1974. That's a good one. <laughs> I had Night of the Hunter from 1955. Cool. Last but not least. I had Harry and the Hendersons <laughs> from 1987. I feel like it's a movie you would have picked yourself, so it kind of worked out. It wasn't the first time I've seen it. <laughs> Uh, so I have a number in my head, one through ten. Uh, go. One. Six. Three. Eight. Chewie goes first. Whoa. <laughs> it's a really good way of doing that, right? All right. I pretty much could have just said Chewie was going to go first anyways, but the number was six. Okay, so, uh, Chewie, are you ready to go? Yes. Okay, so technically, the first 30 seconds of this thing, I'd love for you to do a breakdown of it. Uh, if that's at all possible. But I then can we'll do a breakdown of this movie. In 30 seconds? Because if you can, we're all doing 30-second breakdowns. You're setting sure, the pace. I all right, do we're doing all, all doing 30-second breakdowns. <clears throat> Thanks. Let me reset this fucking thing. Or fuck, I can count. Go! <laughs> <laughs> Is it already started? It's going. Uh. <laughs> Starting you out on a strong note. And she's out of the gate. Okay. <laughs> So Jack and the Beanstalk is about this little boy who's really bad at being a farmer. And he tries to help his mom like a complete idiot. It's just can't do it. So his mom beats him. And I'm like, yeah, he kind of deserves that. Uh, and then she goes to bed hungry. And then he goes up this beanstalk and sees a pretty lady. And then he steals all of her stuff. And then there's some really bad You're out of time. <laughs> you couldn't summarize Jack and the Beanstalk <laughs> yeah. in 30 seconds? Well, she did cough for the first 10 seconds. <laughs> Daring choice. <laughs> that's, that's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for her. <laughs> so, Jack and the Beanstalk from 1974. I almost feel like this movie was a commentary on the Japanese about America's poor uh, animation styles. Because it was a movie made in Japan uh, by the group TAC and Nippon Herald Films, directed by Jusup. I can't say it. Never mind. I can't believe you remember that all off the top of your head. Uh, it's all on Wikipedia, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they were trying to replicate uh, American... Sorry, I'm about to sneeze. Uh, animation. And it just kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't look great. Uh Everyone's really kind of ugly, except for the princess, who she doesn't look like she even belongs in this movie. Uh, the music is not catchy. It comes up at weird moments that don't make sense. The kid is not likable. He just seems like a really dull brat who is overly confident in his abilities and then just steals from her. And then later on, he feels a little bit bad about it after his dog sings a song. And he's way more invested in the fact that he's like, oh, you can talk? Why can't you talk? Oh, you can only sing. You can't actually talk. And then they go back up the beanstalk and, quote unquote, save the princess from Tulip, who's the evil guy. And is he a giant? He's a giant. Okay. But his mom's not a giant. She's just really tall. Uh, And she's also a witch who clearly has already conquered the kingdom. So I don't know why she feels she needs to marry her son off to the princess. She keeps saying then she'll get to be queen and the kingdom will be hers. I'm like... You already turned everybody into mice. Like, why do you need to do this? This process makes no sense. Uh, except Tulip actually seems like he genuinely loves the princess. 
He's willing to put on the outfit she picks out for him. He's pretty gentle towards her. He doesn't really seem like too violent of a person until his mom yells at him. Uh, and then later on, he ends up squashing his mother because she's yelling at her him to kill the little boy and the princess. And then everyone still is afraid and mad at him because he's a giant. And then he's, you know, kind of almost just defending himself because they're still attacking him. And then he dies at the end because the little <laughs> shit kid kills him. <laughs> oh, and then the kid, like, totally, like, has a dumb moment where he's like, oh, the girl said she liked me, so that means we're going to get married and she's going to forget everything that oh, belongs to her and come down the beanstalk and be my wife. And then she's like, nah, bitch, I have to do, I'm staying here. And I'm way older than <laughs> and you. And way older than you and way prettier than you. Uh, that summary was way over 30 seconds. <laughs> Well, technically, she failed about 30 seconds in. I'm just talking about my opinions of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's not and coming through. I don't, I don't know why this was recommended to me. Because, <laughs> I mean, I like animated films, I like musicals, and I like Japanese stuff, but this is all, like, the worst <laughs> that they would, like, have to offer. <laughs> so it's like a lump of coal movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I like this review on the, the Wikipedia uh, from... Richard Eater of the New York Times. <laughs> the failing New York Times? <laughs> this is his review. The lines are blurry, the color's muddy, and the action is block-like. When the character's lips move up and down, the words come out sideways. <laughs> it is the kind of thing grandfathers are sent out to send their grandchildren to. They will sit silently, side by side, and a quiet loathing will come between them. <laughs> so you enjoyed it? No! <laughs> <laughs> turn on Frasier before I went to bed because I didn't want this to be the last thing I watched before I went to sleep. Fuck yeah, Frasier. <laughs> I mean, I don't even like Frasier that much, but it sounds like what? a good palate cleanser. <laughs> How do you not like Frasier? It's a your, story for a different time. Your volume level speaking of <laughs> It's the best! They even made the mice unlikable because their voices were so high-pitched. Alright, so that's the end of your five minutes of your review, which was very animated. I appreciate that. Uh, so we'll start the five of the rest of this thing. Who do you think gave it to you? I have no idea. Honestly, maybe Elliot, because he has the most backstory in his brain about weird movies. Is she right? Yes. <laughs> and I don't know why you recommended this to me. I don't know where you ever saw this or why. Some you like musicals? You like animation? Burn. But I like them when they're good. <laughs> Even in the first five minutes when the kid's going out to screw up getting breakfast, <laughs> they reuse the same shot of him jumping through the field five times almost. It's the same shot. He's going in the same direction five times. They don't even bother flipping it. Not even. It's not even just the same animation. It's the exact same shot. Exact oh, yeah. same shot. Oh, my God. Elliot, and he's you... always just kind of trolling <laughs> with his arms fully extending and his knees going up where he's not really running, but he's not walking. He's doing something in between. Jazzercising? I really feel like the, the audio is just so not worth it without Chewie's animated <laughs> arms going throughout the entire explanation. She, she's, still, she's still doing it. And like, why are you walking like that? So, Elliot, do you enjoy this movie? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we rented it from the video store when I was in elementary school, and my dad taped it onto a Betamax tape, so it was just kind of in the basement, and I definitely watched it a lot as a little kid, and then I forgot about it for like 
13 years. And then as a high schooler, I watched it again and I discovered that many of my recurring nightmares throughout my life have all spawned from this film. Do you have a recurring nightmare of trying to trust a little boy and to help saving your kingdom and then him going, nah, and I'm going to sing about a song about how I'm not going to do it and destroy all your stuff. Mainly it was the scene where Tulip, he's this really big guy and he's eating these little chicken wings. Oh, like yeah. a big guy eating really tiny food is very... But then he was also very <laughs> meticulous and he was putting down the bones down next to each yeah, other in yeah. a really meticulous order. It's very meticulous. Tulip actually didn't seem like that bad of a guy. He's just really ugly. Doesn't he like run like a train at the end? Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah. Tulip made my stomach hurt. I know that sounds like a really weird thing, but it was a very gut reaction to every time he went... <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> he was animated in the way that people of someone that really hates young people because he was dressed like like a groupie in the 70s with his attire, his hair and everything. So it's just like someone just really hates groupies right now. Has, has anyone else around the table seen this one? I can't know. So the, I wish I could see some key art from it or something. Uh, it's it's oof. the mom too. How her heels just like clack across the yep. floor, and then she'll just like spin into a room and just stare at you with her <laughs> gaunt figure and her bloodshot eyes. And then she reminded um, me of the evil witch in Emperor's Got My His Groove Back. Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New yes. Groove. Yes. <laughs> Complaining a couple. Isma. Stella got her groove back. It's just a. It's a really skinny girl with pale, kind of purplish skin, wearing an all black dress and a black headdress. It was the same sort of thing. Yikes! What is keeping that together? Yeah. And then uh, every now and then, you know how you get songs stuck in my head. I'll just be like walking down the street or something, and I'll just be like, "No one is happier than I." <laughs> Okay, so that might have been the only I feel song like I could touch and the sky. And that was sky. just her being on drugs. That was a drug song. Oh, yeah. I thought you would like the idea of people being turned into mice. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not when they're going... They should have had the deep baritone voices. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a more interesting choice. No, it's yeah. just like every time the mouse was supposed to be talking, I was just like, oh. I like that music at the beginning with the weird organ grinder guy. Like, <laughs> oh, I did like that. That was probably my favorite thing in the whole movie. I was just thinking the whole time, this kid's dumb. <laughs> Why are you talking to this clearly creepy guy in the middle of the forest? And then, like you described it, the scene where he's like, whoa, dog, you can talk? Like, that's incredible. <laughs> just the dog dancing in the moonlight and singing a song. And he was singing a song about how much he hates his owner and how he needs to go help the princess. That just happens. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh elliot would you recommend this movie to other people i feel like it's a childhood traumatic perverse psychological yes highly recommended chewy what about you no <laughs> elliot are you just trying would, to share your pain with other people <laughs> to connect to them i'm trying to expose myself rewatch Battleship, instead of having to watch this again. I love how you keep getting the worst movies on these things. <laughs> or the best, depending on how you look at it. Uh, okay, so that's the end of Jack and the Beanstalk. Chewie, you can choose who goes next. Elliot! Why? <laughs> what did I do to you? You made me watch that movie. All right, Elliot, you ready for Night of the Hunter? Yeah, 30 right, seconds. So you get 30 seconds. It's going to be in this five-minute timer. Gotcha. Though. All right, here we go. Night of the Hunter, 30 seconds, go! Actor Robert Mitchum plays a criminal disguised as a preacher who seduces widows, marries them, 
kills them and then steals all their money. But this time, the scoundrel has met his match in the form of two meddlesome kids who aren't going to let this hunter escape into the night. <laughs> Did you write that down? This morning. <laughs> <laughs> More of a pitch than a summary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. It Good. worked. Yeah. So what do you think of the movie? You know, I watched this during film school. I got it from Netflix during that time. And this is a movie that has never really struck the heights for me. I think the director, Charles Lawton, he's more famous as an actor in films like Mutiny on the Bounty and Witness for the Prosecution. He does a good job directing it. He has a lot of striking visuals, like when the... The Robert Mitchum, he's standing in the street in front of the kids and his shadow is cast onto their bedroom wall through the window in the streetlight. There's one where the kids are like going down the river in a boat and there's this huge spider web. There's a lot of neat visual things that he does in the movie that show that he has a really good eye. But I feel like his focus isn't in the right place. Like I really want to cheer on these kids as they overcome this horrible person but then at the end of the movie the kids kind of join up with this old lady who she's the one who winds up uh like firing a gunshot at him and he just like skedaddles into the oh, he fully zoidbergs out of there yeah he totally exactly makes that noise exactly <laughs> so i the movie that i started thinking about was the stepfather from the 80s with Terry O'Quinn from Lost. Not, not the one from like 2014? No, there was a shitty remake of it in like 2008, 2009. But there was a good version in the 80s with Terry O'Quinn who played Locke on Lost. And that's a really solid movie about this guy who joins up with families and then like butchers them all and then like goes to a different butchers. family. And I feel like they could have gotten more emotional investment if they really like focused more on this family the whole thing just felt it has this like kind of southern twang to the entire proceedings with all the characters and it just feels like there's this layer of artifice where it feels like they're really like putting on a show now, do you think that's more of a product of its time or bad directing I feel like I mean this is Charles Lawton's only movie so yeah. I just feel like he didn't quite strike the balance uh, Robert Mitchum is really good in the movie he has this whole thing where he has love and hate uh, tattooed on his knuckles and he oh this is watches they wrestle with each other his hands and I feel like he's an iconic character he's definitely somebody who stands out and makes an impression but the movie just kind of hops around from all these different perspectives like there's the old people at the store who we get their feedback and I feel like it just you don't uh, Shelley Winters, in particular, is a very like weak character in the movie. And you mentioned Poseidon Adventure. Mm -hmm. Shelley Winters is great in Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. Uh, but this one, uh, she's in Lolita, too, isn't she? I don't, I've only seen Lolita once. I don't really remember. Yeah, so I think she's just played a couple of uh, mother figures who just get bulldozed over by asshole men. And I just feel like... There's not, there are really good elements and there's a lot of promise if Charles Lawton had continued to direct movies. But I think this is an older movie that is, hey, it's definitely worth watching. A lot of great iconography, some a good performance and a good directorial style. But I don't think this is one that really deserves to be considered a classic. Fair. 
Uh, do you want to give up the rest of your minute here and just move on to who do you think did it? You? Uh, you think it was me? Yeah. I, I appreciate that, but it was not. No. <laughs> uh, was it John? Yep. See, I guess that. Just the well, second just... I saw it, I was like, I bet that was John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I guessed it too. Man. Yeah. I, you seemed really eager in terms of the responses. Like, oh yeah, he's Zoidberg's out of there. Yeah. So well, I, I watch like, all oh, these movies just to make sure I can, yeah. I can chime in. Oh man, you do way more work than you should be doing. <laughs> but yeah, John, Especially, I, I watch fucking buy. Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> <laughs> and he told me, Chewie, you're not going to like this. <laughs> wow. I'm surprised you didn't watch it like together. We don't have that much time. I work nights. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah. So John, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Thanks just for that like, underwhelming piece of shit. Oh no, it's like I've seen it before. Yeah. Like it's fine, but I don't know. Are you a big fan of it? I, I really enjoyed it, and it's for the reasons that you didn't enjoy it as much, like the the style, the the shots, the atmosphere, the relent the relentlessness of uh, the, the villain, the, the antagonist, and just how artful that thing is. And it had a very um, like even a three little pigs element to it, where like each kid like. They got their house torn down, and they have to get to the last pig. So it's like three little pigs, except there are only two pigs. <laughs> well, like if you count the old woman, though. yeah, the old yeah. woman um, with, the, with all you, the other kids. Do, you, so like do a, you like the ending with the old woman, though? I think it was interesting. I think it was a nice uh, flip on his character with the love and hate, where she saw through it. Uh, and I like that the movie tries to kind of speak to that—that that you can play as a godly person and fool a lot of people. And there's that wolf in sheep's clothing thing, and it plays that out really well. And then she's just like, "No, this is you. You walk the walk, or you're you're not you're not it." But when you watch a movie and you have like your protagonists, mm-hmm. you know, do you want them to like go find the bigger protagonist who's gonna defeat the bad guy? Like, I feel like it would have been so much more satisfying if the kids were the ones who dealt the final blow. If it was the kids who were able to turn the tables on this guy. Maybe. But the, the kid backs down at the last moment. Like he tries to give the guy the money. Like it was a, like that part. Like I've seen this movie a, a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, that part's always bugged me. Like I get that it's motivated, but it always just kind of feels weird to me. Why? Perhaps he's going for a more realistic tale because it. Yeah. The kid really couldn't take down this kind of a creep. Yeah, especially when as as like crafty as he is. And yeah. and there's something to be said that an older female character gets to be a hero in a movie. That's pretty. That's, cool. that's kind of awesome. There's a, there's a woman who doesn't you know can see past this bullshit and especially in the fifties when there were no roles like that that's kind of yeah. cool. That's fair. Like I had a really great point to bring up against you guys, but I was misremembering, and that was from Free State of Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't that's really kind of sucked in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really count, but I can definitely. I can see your point. I guess I just identified with the kids too much. I found them more compelling than the Shelley Winters character. Yeah. That yeah. once the Shelley Winters character was struck and down, I was just like, all right, like let's see these kids do the business. You want to see but Home Alone? Then, it kind of it kind of yeah. does an interesting thing that like um, the new It movie did too, where it's like the kids are like the parent, like uh, the adults are just so incompetent all around them, and they fail in every single way. Mm. And it was just, it was cool to see that juxtaposed against. The lady at the end who just, this is what, you know, someone, is, like an adult is. It felt like uh, the lady was just in God mode at the end. That nothing could <laughs> defeat I mean, her. I mean, literally, she kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Is she the same old lady at the beginning who's, like, telling the story to the kids? No. Uh, 
Because there's the it starts off remember. in the heavens and we see these uh, just detached heads. Oh, and it's like all these little oh, yeah. kids. I think so. I think and so. And yeah. there's this old lady who's like, gather around, children, and let mm. me tell you this biblical story. Right. And Disney didn't have the time to animate the epilogue where she wraps up the story, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so it was perfectly said, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I'm too... uh, Like, I mentioned The Stepfather. That's a movie where definitely the daughter, like, takes a hand in terms of dealing the defeat to the villain. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm just too much in that 80s mode of, like, Spielberg and Amlin movies where the kids kind of, like, hey, prove that they know what they're doing. And this movie, like, going before that... This you know, thirty years before that, like yeah. I feel like this, like the guy who made Stepfather had to enjoy this movie, like because it's it's yeah. definitely there. Yeah, I'm not even saying that I don't like this movie. I'm oh, not no, no. saying that at all. I just feel like it's it doesn't quite resonate with me as strongly as a movie that I would really hold up as like this is a classic. This right, is right. definitely an important movie in the cinema canon. I feel like it's almost a. Um, it's just like kind of a weird strand because this could have been like the first Charles Lawton movie, and then we could have seen like all these other ones that he would have really oh, like come into his own. I but just he did. realized. But you're we were on such out a roll. Of time. I, I did really like there. There's a shot in this movie that uh, they later basically recreated for The Exorcist, and I thought that was really cool. Which one was that? Um, it's when he's standing outside the house that leads into that shadow in the bedroom thing. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah looking yeah. Him outside the house, it's almost verbatim. Of the, the camera's Exorcist. just on the other side of him. Yeah. But it's there, and like as soon as I saw Definitely. him, like, I've seen The Exorcist so many times, and whenever I see like a slight nod to it, I'm like, oh, that wasn't really a nod to it because you know it came first. Anyhow, uh, Elliot, you get to pick who goes first or next, not first. Uh, I can count. Okay, so uh, well, I'll keep paying it forward to John. Okay, okay. I got. Uh, hold on, let me get the name of this movie. <laughs> Does this help? It's, I, know, I, I hand mean, him my is coffee it, Is it Batman Quest for Peace? <laughs> it's Batman's Quest for Peace. Hold on, hold on. I got this. I got this. Oh, yes. Okay. So, yeah, Superman. Superman 4. The Quest for Peace. <laughs> and I think my favorite description of this movie I read somewhere. Hold on. You have a 30-second breakdown Oh, first. yes. Okay. You ready to go for your 30-second breakdown? Yeah, yeah. Breakdown, All right. breakdown, breakdown. Breakdown. Go. Uh, nuclear weapons are bad, so Superman takes all the nuclear weapons and shoots them out to the sky. Well, unbeknownst to him, Lex Luthor puts the genetic material of Superman and some other like weird potato bag in the missile and sends it up to space, creating Nuclear Man, and then they fight. And uh, Superman gets scratched and gets sick. He gets like the flu or something, and then comes back and uh, pounds Nuclear Man into the moon. And then it just kind of futters out. <laughs> but, I mean, much <laughs> like your breakdown it's just a did. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll count that as a success. Uh, what'd you think of the movie? Uh, it's fine. Um, it's <laughs> definitely, I kind of had it confused for half the movie with Superman three. Cause I was like, when does he blow out the Olympic torch? And I got really disappointed at that fact when I realized that that's not what this was. The, the fingernails, <laughs> the glam nails don't <laughs> turn him into jerk Superman. And I was really disappointed. This movie is so cheap. <laughs> it was the first. Is it the only one made by Canon Films? Yes. Yeah. It's it, everything was reused. Like all the like they had to, he had to fly with Lois. I was like, I saw that before. Interesting. That her costume kind of changes when she gets back. <laughs> and then there's the weird double date scene where <laughs> that went on for like Superman two times, both girls. Right. Uh, this is the Christopher Reeves written one or something. Yeah. Right? This is the one that like the trivia was saying like. He was really like keen on getting this. Like he was really keen on his writing. Didn't he direct it too? No, no some, he didn't direct it. Some oh, other guy bad. that wasn't Donner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, this was just... It. I do remember when I saw this as a younger kid thinking like, well, I guess that's it for comic book <laughs> movies. But being so jazzed about Superman 1 and 2, and I was just like, this, like, even as a kid, this feels cheap. And the third one already had felt pretty cheap in ways. Um, the third I, one had Richard Pryor in it. Yeah, at least like... No, yeah. That's really a good thing. This one had <laughs> John Cryer in it. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That was his, his best line. And the weird car that's radio, radio control. There's a lot of weird things in this. And I think this second time around, what warmed me to it more than before was those weird things. This is a weird Superman movie. Nuclear Man is just weird with Gene Hackman's voice. Destroy Superman. <laughs> and it's just like, okay. And like, interesting idea, I guess. But <laughs> all with this like political... like I feel like when it was written, it was like, this is super political. This will be an important movie. And I think even research on it was like, they cut it down to 90 minutes or something because they thought they wanted more theater screen time so it could be a super success. And Was it? No. <laughs> no. It was a huge flop and it uh, messed with a lot of people's careers. And I guess there was a lot of fighting on the set and everything like that. It was very, the whole movie just fell off in a way. And, and some of it also was the cinematography too. Like I hadn't seen it for a while. So everything was just shot so small. Everything felt small. The Daily Planet, I felt like it was two rooms versus in like the first movie where it's like you can get lost in all the cubicles in that thing. And I'm, that makes sense why Clark Kent would get lost and fumble around. Cause yeah, I would probably too. Um, but it was quirky and entertaining. <laughs> at, like when it gets to them fighting and just, it goes, it goes, fuck it and goes just batshit. I'm like, okay, I, okay. I can kind of get behind some of this weirdness, even though the, the freaking nails <laughs> and like, <laughs> And what gets Superman is a scratch. <laughs> it looks like a bad scratch. It, it's a pretty good gash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a nuclear man. I forgot how <laughs> I forgot how like that costume that, that costume was so out there and weird. It had a, he was born in a sun. There's a sun on his chest. It right. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it was one of those ones where I was just kind of watching like, uh, 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 kind of going along for it. I, it. At least it's not like you know something like Ghostbusters two where I kind of dozed. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of it it was still weird enough to keep me and i enjoyed it well enough but well there's no man juice yeah, there's, there's, no... A, there's a lack of man juice that i think is it was sorely needed in this but it had john crier everyone loves john crier <laughs> he did the whole spinning in midair thing that was that was the thing yeah uh, <laughs> it was yeah it was very middle for me uh do you want to give it your last minute you get to guess who gave it to you i think I think Brian, you did. Yeah, you're you're spot on right there. I feel so bad for picking you because of course you picked <laughs> Superman for the question. Well, and the reason is because of like the love of you know Justice League and all the like okay, Batman well, Superman. Well, and all hold that. on, because <laughs> I know this one's bad. <laughs> the I I don't have some like well, I, but I love it. No, this one's just a bad movie through and through. The yeah. reason I picked this one was when I got your name. I was talking to Ryan, who helped us out with this one. I'm like, <laughs> I want to give John the worst possible experience. And I ha- couldn't figure out, like, I, I like Elliot, nothing more. Elliot, this what you thought for me, too? <laughs> I, I gave you a very vulnerable part of myself. <laughs> this did not feel like a vulnerable yeah. part of Brian. No, this, I, there's nothing more that I love than making John watch something he hates. And I was like, I need to find something that he can't watch with his daughter because it would bore her. And he can't watch with Jandy because she'd say no. So he has to be alone by himself going, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like I nailed it. It was between this and Showgirls. But Showgirls, I thought, is like, 
you can go the camp route, like, oh, is it a good movie? Like, is it secretly just like a really good bad movie? Whereas Superman four, there's no denying that it's shit. Y- yeah. <laughs> the uh, there's a the rebuilding the Great Wall scene with his, with magical, his vision, which is which, with his rebuilding power. I do want to draw attention to. Uh, there's a rebuilding power. The, oh yeah, uh, he can look at a wall and put it back together. I want I want to tell you like the beginning of the summary that I read for it before I came here. Superman does a lot in his newest adventure. <laughs> and that's what I was like. Yeah, I is guess. that the end of it? <laughs> no, it goes on. Okay, it goes on. <laughs> All right. Archvillain Lex Luthor, determined to make the world safe for nuclear arms merchants, creates a new being to challenge the Man of Steel, the radiation-charged Nuclear Man. The two superpowered foes clash in an explosive screen extravaganza that sees Superman save the Statue of Liberty, repulse a volcanic eruption of Mount Etna, rebuild the demolished Great Wall of China, and perform many more spectacular feats. Like rebuilding a wall with his eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Like that's like I've seen this movie yeah. a number of times. As have uh, I, yeah. And it's like one of those like I, I can watch Batman vs Superman, Justice League, even the Green Lantern movie, like all these DC movies, and go, I get why people hate these, but I love them. Superman Four is a rare breed of like this is just fucking terrible, and it's like everything from uh, like we have the indestructible hair of Superman. Look at it, hold this thousand pound thing. <laughs> That Lex Luthor just walks in, snip, I'll take that, thanks. Like, I thought it was indestructible. What the fuck? And how does he get a haircut? Do they need to get, like, bolt that is every that, time that they get a haircut? That is how he gets a haircut, yeah. <laughs> but like, there's, there's so much ridiculous bullshit in this movie that I thought, even though it's the worst thing in the world and you'd be totally miserable by watching it, it still has some entertaining value to it. Yeah. Like, it's, the, it's like the epitome of so bad it's good. Yeah, yeah, it really crosses that line. Like, I, I, I mean, there's a part of me that's like, ooh, I could have made him watch, like, Catwoman, or just, like, something that's like... Why does this happen? But for some reason, I feel like those movies tried harder. Like this one is like the epitome of beyond Christopher Reeves. It's just a bunch of people going, ah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no one was trying hard in this movie and it shows like, like Gene Hackman, you're needing on set. Ah, fuck. Like that's just the, how whole... many times do I have to risk record this line? Destroy Superman. <laughs> like it's everything about it is just so bad. Like it's, it's great. Yeah. The nuclear man drives Superman into a moon like a railroad spike. Just yeah. like, just keeps like, bonk, bonk, like yep. bonking him on the head. That's the way he brings down Superman. It's bonking him on the head. Yeah. Like what the fuck is this? Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's uh bonkers. I don't even think it's bonkers. It's just bad. It's yeah. Was there anything that you enjoyed out of it or did I completely ruin one night for you? I think the, the the spat between them, the bonking of the head, when it gets when it when it kind of just is like, all right, let's just do it. He's fighting Nuclear Man, and this is dumb. That's where it gets better for me. And I enjoyed it more because uh, it was like, let's get get to that. This beginning stuff where we're pretending we're trying to like, oh, he doesn't want to sell his property because he wants a farmer to buy it. Oh, I forgot about that whole subplot, and I just watched this thing this week. Yeah, I was like okay, whatever. To be just, fair, just get the Supermaning, please. I watched all movies around this table in one sitting, except for this one. Took me three. <laughs> <laughs> this one had to be watched in thirds. It was just like, whew. I think it, it's one thing that helped is that like usually I watch movies in kind of a fugue state at night, and I can kind of just yeah. coast. I can't move anywhere else because I'm, my body is too tired. I might right. as well just be subjected to this. <laughs> all right, so I, I think I accomplished exactly what yeah, I said. Yeah, out to you do. succeeded. Uh, it did... like this movie violated? You. <laughs> The way you put it there at the end. I feel like a bunch of goo. <laughs> You've been hosed down. God, all these jokes for next week. <laughs> uh, all right. So who goes next? Uh, let's pay forward. Brian, you're next. All right. 
Uh, so Godzilla versus Gigan Gigan. Um, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a wonderful Godzilla movie. I've seen most of them. This one was new. Uh, so the movie takes place uh, in the time that it takes place in. Cockroaches from space decided they want to take. <laughs> over the world and they do that by creating a tape that can make uh, kaiju go nuts and attack cities for them but then good guys find those tapes and then they be defeat the cockroaches and they own the planet um, that's really the long and the short of that did I did I succeed was that good enough for a 30 second breakdown yeah yeah cool um, so I, I tried to watch this movie in the original Japanese and uh, it does not exist on the internet and luckily my wife is an insane Godzilla mm -hmm. fan and owned it on VHS so I was able to watch the dubbed version of it uh, which was increasingly it's more so enjoyable American. the more it went on <laughs> like the guy who's the main character just does his best Superman impression for the, the entire movie it's like what do you mean and it's just like it's so corny and so dumb but the whole movie takes place in like this uh, like theme park that the alien cockroaches are making, and they're trying to come up with like new monsters for the kids to be afraid of, and the only ones the guy can come up with is like Mama Zord or like Homework Monster, and like the whole movie is just <laughs> so corny, and like it's just especially if you watch the dub version because in the dub version Godzilla can talk. <laughs> and, like, he does. He, uh, it's great. He talks to the guy from uh, Godzilla Raids again. I can't remember all the kaiju names. I apologize. But he's like, oh, I hear a thing. Go check it out. And he's like, okay. And it's like, what What the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of my, my feel throughout the entire movie was like, as as, uh, as things went on, it was just constantly like, what, what the fuck is this? Oh, here, what new hell is this thing? And it's just like, <laughs> it was... As bad as it was, it was so entertaining. Like, And I have a real soft spot in my heart for pretty much any big monster destroying a, a city movie. So as long as that's in there, I'm going to enjoy it at least a little bit. And this one kind of pushed those boundaries for me a few times. Like when you find the reveal that the, the aliens are cockroaches, you find it out by, via shadow, which makes no fucking sense. <laughs> But, like, the power goes out, and there's, like, one light, and the, all the good guys in the room with the bad guys look at the ground, and there's a huge cockroach shadow, and they're like, oh, you're space cockroaches! And it's like, how did you even make that leap? Like, I, I don't even know where I would have started with that. But, like, as a whole, like, it's it, it's still when, like, Godzilla was, like, a, a superhero. It was during that period of time when Godzilla was still a good guy. Um, they even show his son for one second. He even does the whole, like... And he blows the circle bubble thing, which still annoys the shit out of me in Son of Godzilla, but that's you okay. Hate Son of Godzilla. I hate that movie so much. What? <laughs> why? Because of <laughs> That's why. Even though it's so cute. What about when he steps on his tail? He's so oh my proud God, of himself every time he can actually like blow something. <laughs> I hate that movie. Um <laughs> but <laughs> it's, just, it's just crap. Unlike this one. Like, this one, I actually had a, I had a lot of fun watching it. And uh, I, I'm glad that I was able to throw in the VHS and not to suffer through this streaming site that I found it on because that site sucked and it kept crashing. Um, because it is. it is It's just a fun movie. And it actually it throws in uh, more than just Gigan, who's like a really kind of silly-looking half-Godzilla, half-bird monster with, like, Ray-Ban sunglasses and, like, a saw for a chest. And it's, like, this really, like, over-designed thing, but it's still kind of fun. And you get Ghidra back, who's, like, one of the classic, like, Godzilla can't really fight Ghidra because he's three-headed monster who can shoot lightning out of his mouth, and he's scary and awesome. Which he doesn't talk. I was disappointed. Yeah, he did not talk. Because I, I really like wanted to talk, like, like in triplicate, just like... Hello, hello, they, hello. The Three Stooges. Yeah, or they had a different audio. Oh my track. god! If it was voiced by the Three Stooges, that would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a different audio track where it was, each head was like. Bah! 
<laughs> and then I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> it's good that you didn't. But uh, but yeah, like it's it's a it's a really fun movie if you can find it. Uh, apparently, it was um, originally when it was released in America, uh, Godzilla on Monster Island, which is a terrible name for the movie because it really. It's a different movie. Uh, in America, that's what it was released as. It said so on Wikipedia. Oh. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really know what else to say. I had a good time with it. It's terrible, but like in the best way. Like It was one of the ones where like I hadn't seen this one. I've seen a, a good swatch of Godzilla movies, and this one I hadn't. And uh, I, it, I went into it expecting the worst, and it wasn't. It was actually a really enjoyable ride, and I'm glad that I watched it. Um, that's it for me. I'm guessing Elvis gave it to me. Well, uh, you'd be right. <laughs> um and uh, I was like, oh, I, c- I think I have this on VHS. I could give it to him, but then I would give that away. Yeah. Uh, but well, good luck, because I got it on VHS, too. Perfect. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I brought some props. Uh, yeah. Um, that's a different version of Gigan. That's, that's the newer is. version, yeah. yeah. But he's oh, still essentially I like him. He's... a giant cyborg oh, chicken. Oh, I forgot to mention the, the, the blade hands, the scythe hands. Yeah, that's like this craziest part. Is this guy can't pick up anything. No, he See, can't I pick up or go pee. more of a beetle. Than a chicken because he's See, got it's the, the mandibles. It's the beak that does the beak it, face. But he's got uh, the mandibles on the side. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's well, I think it's just it's over-designed to when the I was, degree. When I was first introduced to Gigan, though, he was second banana to Megalon, who's definitely a beetle. Yeah. So okay, he looked like yeah. more of a chicken in that one. Um, but yeah, I'm well. I'm very pleased that you had never seen this one before. Yeah, but, I've seen a good chunk of these movies, but uh, I, you just can't see them all. This yeah. was one of my favorites well, growing can. up. So yeah. when I came home from work and Brian was watching it, I was just like, wait. Like, I really know this movie. <laughs> like, those, they're roaches, and I've seen this like a thousand times. Oh, you even brought a little cockroach. <laughs> a little space cockroach. Here, he'll say hi. There we go. That's perfect. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when I, I, I realized I should... I don't know. For some reason, I was like, I want to do a Godzilla movie. Uh, And I was like, I want to give him the weirdest possible one. And it was like this between this and Godzilla versus the smog monster where he (laughs) flies with his death breath. And uh, the I mean, Monster Zero is not that weird, but he does ride on his tail. Or no, that's that's Megalon. I don't think I've seen Megalon. I haven't seen all the Godzilla movies yet either. I know it's sad. God, it's sad that I'm losing touch. I can't quite remember... It is Godzilla versus Megalon because Jet Jaguar, the giant uh, Keiju robot dude, um, holds Megalon and then Godzilla goes on his tail and f- rams into him. So oh, that's, I've seen that clip. At yeah, least. yeah, it's a great clip. But this one, I, it was specifically that Godzilla and Angurious talk. Yeah, that I was like, this is so fucked up. Like, someone's <laughs> got to watch this. But they don't in the Japanese version. No, that's when I was watching. It's all just like, uh, like when he says you need to go check it out, like go check it out, or however he says it's it. It's just like roars. It's just roars, and he just waves his hand. <laughs> was there I can't remember because I don't think I've seen this one since I was a kid was there a justification for like why they were able to talk just because nope. they probably assumed that American audiences wouldn't understand what was going but on. there was like there's like a weird sound effect with like radio like yeah right so I was always like someone's like listening in or translating nope. that's no really justification <laughs> whatsoever they just start talking because I had already seen that part up to the uh, when I was watching the stream up to that point, I'd already mm-hmm. seen it. And then Chewie threw in the VHS because the stream kept breaking. And they get to that part, and he's like, go check it out. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just watched this scene, and he didn't talk. Oh and he has a fun little arm movement. Yeah. Like, go! <laughs> yeah, and then Anger, he gets the shit kicked out of him, too. Oh, he, he does. Yeah, because he shows up and they're like, oh, God, a kaiju. Kill it. 
<laughs> he always he always gets beat the hell out of. I think it happens in Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla too. Yeah, he he's not the the strongest fighter. He is just a guy on all fours in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that you can always see like his his back feet never touch the ground. Oh it's yeah, just the knees. It's so cheesy. But yeah, it's it's a like I said, it's a really fun one. Like it's just like it's so dumb that it's fun. Yeah, Guy Gans, he's one of my favorite villains. He comes, he explodes out of a Chaos Emerald for some reason. Yep. Uh, and it's weird that I don't like Geeter as a second banana though. That seems very odd. Yeah, because he's so powerful that he's it, the ultimate Godzilla foe. So. Yeah, so it feels really weird giving him like, well, he's there too. Yeah, and then Angurius can take him out. Fuck that, yeah. <laughs> that loser. No way. <laughs> He um, felt like a weird pull, Angiris. Yeah, well, he was he's in Godzilla Raids again, or yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. second Godzilla. Yeah. I think the that's the that only he reason he keeps yeah. coming back, because <laughs> yeah. he's got that kind of early status seniority. What is he? They're like frenemies. He's like a he's turtle like a, armadillo he, thing. He's a turtle with human legs. They're uh, in a turtle suit, but they're definitely human legs. Does he like fly like a UFO? No. no. Fly. no. Well, oh, wait, yeah, there is no... Is that I the, think that's Gamera. Yeah, I don't think that's the same. I don't way. think he ever goes into his shell. Yeah, he can't. He's a human. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, was there any other reason that you picked it for me? I uh, no, I think that, that that summed it up. And I also just like the the space cockroaches. It was like <laughs> this is. I love that this is where uh, Team America got that idea from. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No. And the space monsters were they in the ones before this? Because they come back. I think. Well. Wait, what do you mean the space monsters? Like Gigantica the, and Mechagodzilla? There's or? been space No, like the, like the, the aliens who come movies. to try to take over the world with... Oh, no, uh, these were new aliens. Okay. These are the only time these aliens appear. Yeah, the other oh, aliens the... were different where they wanted to kidnap Godzilla and bring him to his planet, so then Earth was left undefended. Yeah, those are the Planet uh, X okay. uh, aliens. And then there's the, uh, the Mechagodzilla other dimension aliens where you hit them and they turn into like half green ape men. There's Which, a lot of aliens in the Godzilla universe. Yeah. I, re- I need to see more of them. Godzilla goes cosmic. Show, but, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that means you're going. I guess it does. Are you the last one? Yes, I am. Yeah. So it should be pretty easy to guess <laughs> who, who gave it to you. <laughs> gave it to you. <laughs> I was very close to guessing Chewie gave me the Godzilla thing because she was always like, why didn't somebody give me Godzilla? And I'm like, are you just trying to like hide the fact that you gave me a Godzilla movie? <laughs> Uh, Especially when it's like I can't find it, she's like, "I have it right here." <laughs> that was actually well, what gave it away then. Like, you have Godzilla shit all over your apartment. Yeah, but but yeah. And, and, I mean, obviously you knew that, but but that was it because it was oh, either God. you or Chewy, and since she was very annoyed, I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna guess that it was you." All right, yeah. Uh, all right, you ready? Yes. So 30 seconds of Harry and the Hendersons <laughs> should be pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, go. Harry and the Hendersons is about this uh, white Seattle family, nuclear family. They're on, they're camping, they're hunting, and then they hit Bigfoot, basically. They call him Harry, eventually. Uh, they think he's dead. They take him home. He's not dead. He terrorizes the house. They're going to kill him, but then the dad, John Lithgow, falls in love with him. And they're like, oh, we love Harry, but then he disappears. And they're like, oh, no, we got to find him because he's, he's going to get hurt. And then they find him, and they find the Bigfoot expert. And then they save him from the Bigfoot hunter. You out of time. Damn. <laughs> and John Lithgow slaps him. And it's the saddest scene I've ever seen. I Go! <laughs> we don't want you anymore. I forgot that he slapped him. I was like, oh, he God. They did that on, so hard. Yeah. They did that on 30 Rock. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I I have seen this movie like a thousand times when I was a kid. <laughs> really? It's like one of my mom's absolute favorite movies. So I almost didn't even rewatch it because I I was like I think I remember literally everything. <laughs> and then I watched it last night, and I was like, the only thing I forgot about this movie was the uh, the uh, the fucked up like totally eighties animation at the end for the end credits where they recreate oh, yeah. scenes from the movie. And that was hilarious. It was like a, it's like a music video or something where it's like just this, it it's in the style of John Lithgow's sketches. And uh, did he draw him? I don't think. No, I think he's. Oh, character. you mean his sketches, not his actual. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and they just kind of like rotoscope the footage, and it looks like this <laughs> super cheesy animation. It's great. It's lovely. Um, but uh, returning to Harry and the Hendersons was was enjoyable. It's such a fast. Uh, fun movie it gets right to the concept right away like we're not dicking around we immediately know uh john lithgow george henderson or george hen um as he's called on the tv uh he's a big it's kind of like he's almost like a not a gun nut but he's like they're really pushing like this is his personality he works at a gun shop and he loves shooting things and it's about being a man and uh, the whole movie, he, he becomes a soy boy and, like, loves animals and doesn't like guns anymore. Uh, and I, 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 when I was a kid, I had no idea, you know, I didn't notice the gun thing. The hard I, anti-gun message yeah, in this movie. Yeah, what's weird, because, yeah, it's a totally an anti-gun movie. Yeah. Which is, which is fascinating. Um, I wonder if there was a discourse about it at the time where it was like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Taking my guns, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so that was, that was an intriguing element of the movie that I, uh, discovered upon this rewatch. Um, what else? Oh, oh, just, just, I mean, this I think is the first time I, uh, ever saw a movie with John Lithgow in it. So this is actually what I think of more than anything else whenever he comes up more than, uh, third rock from the sun, uh, or Dexter. Never saw Dexter. Very different. It's a very different role for John Lithgow. Uh, yeah. Of course, now I think of him in a Beatrice at Dinner, which is like the scariest possible sequel to this movie. Um, I think but, my first was Shrek. Oh, so it wasn't even his face. Yeah. Uh, just the voice. Hmm. Um, a gingerbread man. Oh, he's good in that. Uh, he's good in everything, though. And it was delightful to see him. Uh, and he's like, he's never looked young. I don't think he's always looked <laughs> no. really old. Doesn't he have black hair in this? It, no, it's still kind of fading to white. Okay. Um, and he's still got the bald spot. Uh, but uh, he's great. There's one, there's like just so many funny lines where he's like, come on, everybody. Us. Life. Time. Magazines. <laughs> he's just trying to think. Because he's thinking of selling out or like trying to get famous off of the discovery of Bigfoot. Um, and uh, it's got one of my, I think my childhood favorite villains in the piece. Uh, Lafleur. Uh, just this like round, bald French guy who is obsessed with finding Bigfoot, and I don't know he keeps it's it's like a very Tom and Jerry villain because he keeps getting into trouble and like who when, plays uh, him? I don't know his, his name. He's a great person though. I'm gonna say <laughs> Jean Reno. <laughs> that would have been a different movie. <laughs> Jean Reno mixed with Joe Pesci. That's who played him. That's actually pretty close, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, just a lot of, I mean, and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't take the last 28 seconds to mention, uh, the Rick Baker costume design is fantastic for Harry. It's like, uh, everybody here at this table loves Chewbacca, obviously, but 
like Harry is so there's a so much more emotion and an ability to emote in the the face, and a lot of that's just because it's more makeup than a mask. And uh, I love the physicality of Harry, and it's great. And uh, if you haven't seen it, it's great. So who who gave it to Suchet you? Suchet played the. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh, it was, it was the guy who played the Predator, right? Kevin Peter Hall or whatever. <laughs> sure. Didn't he play Harry? I was talking about the Lafleur. Um. Oh, oh what, right, what right. was his yeah. name? The. This is David all great Suchet stuff. Is it Kevin the... Peter Hall? David Suchet. For, great for Harry. I yeah. don't know. I don't care about this at all. Let's Harry. Yes, Kevin Peter Hall. <laughs> he played the Predator. Oh, that's all great. right. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Chewie, thank you for giving me Harry and the Hendersons. You're welcome. That was such a nice gift to give someone. <laughs> I mean, Why were you like the only nice one? <laughs> Although I think Godzilla vs. Gigan was that a wasn't a bad one. I well, was mean I was, to John. <laughs> I, I loved I'm this used movie to it. growing up. Oh, it's a loved great fucking movie, and I haven't rewatched it. I've looked at it on Netflix a couple times going, maybe I should rewatch that. Well, I still love it as an adult, so I've always been a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I got assigned you, I'm like, okay, what's the most Tom Hanks movie <laughs> that doesn't have Tom Hanks in By it? By the way, thank you for for not giving me a Tom Hanks movie. I love the man, but I've seen them all. Just the Tom Hanks movie. So, was, I mean, this one just came up. I'm like, yeah, it's a very Tom Hanks type of film without Tom Hanks. He would have been great in the film, <laughs> honestly. He was too young, though, right? Yeah. Uh, he could have pulled it off, but I, I think, I mean, John Lithgow is the right choice, uh, especially with he, the turn from being kind of like, I'm going to shoot this guy. That's yeah. That feels more John Lithgow than Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine Tom Hanks being like a super like hunter guy. Yeah. Like he can do anything, so what he, do I know? But he he's so much more like it would it would play different because you can see a a much more kind of douchebaggy sinister is sinister feeling to a John Lithgow. Not that he's ever douchebaggy or sinisterism. Dexter, uh, except for that, <laughs> and again Beatrice at dinner, which yeah. is great if you haven't seen it. Um, uh, but yeah, I I would say this movie holds up. It's it still, does hold it's up? still wonderful. Okay. You should I feel should free it. to rewatch it. Okay. It, it I, I better did, than I thought it would. I did kind of sleep at one point. <laughs> I like dipped out a little bit when he was lost. So I actually missed the George Hen scene. Honestly, the one scene in the movie that is still vividly in my head, I guess, uh, similar to like Elliot with Jack and the Beanstalk, mm-hmm. where as a child it really like affected me, is the scene when he's lost and he gets close to the highway and yeah. he's stuck behind the chain link fence and he's just getting overwhelmed with the sounds of the city and all the cars rushing by and everything. And that, like, I felt so much empathy for his character in that moment, even as a young kid, that it made me, it made me sad. And then the ending when he has to white fang him and it's like, no, but he loves you. Yeah. You just don't understand. <laughs> Well, they get that go. They get that goodbye later, and then yeah. you find out that Bigfoot's one of like thirty other tree slash mm-hmm. big feet. Yeah, but there's this. It's a ridiculous movie that if you say it does hold up, like I remember being heart wrenching and heartfelt. Yeah, and just like so many great moments, like uh, in addition to the chain link fence stuff, there's where Harry does the police siren, and that's how they get through the traffic away from the floor. I forgot about that. So good. Uh, <laughs> every time he teaches Harry to sit, but he just goes through the floor every time. Um, and when, uh, I can't remember the actor's name or, or sadly even the character's name, but when they, the Bigfoot expert who's like given up and failed, feels like he's a failure of his dreams, uh, finally sees Harry 
just his joy on his face is like the most heartwarming thing. <laughs> and doesn't Harry just like gra- to stroke his face or something yeah. to be like trying to comfort him? If I remember yeah. correctly, and I think he he does hug him, and yeah. it's it's oh, and then he sits down. It's great. Um, and just like the teenage daughter is wonderful and the relationship she has with, uh, Harry. And one of my favorite, I laugh out loud every time I see it is when they make up cause he eats her carnation at the beginning. And then he gives her a bouquet of flowers to make up with it that he stole from the annoying neighbor. Hmm. And when they're like, they're having this peaceful moment, he just grabs her head and like shoves her down. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah, I, it's a, it's a wonderful heartwarming movie. Aww. Um, it's a lot more optimistic than uh, I think it would play today. I'm I'm hard pressed to imagine a guy who's like a super gun nut being like turning just from looking into yeah. an animal's <laughs> eyes. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, you look at Twitter and a lot of those like trophy photos. That yeah. those are not people from Harry and the Hendersons. No, <laughs> Don Jr. is not going to see Harry and yeah. be like, oh. <laughs> um, but that doesn't matter. This movie is helpful. <laughs> and the world is good, and we will not let bad things get us down. We will teach empathy. Yes. It, is, it is one of those rare movies that, like, there's a lot of movies that came out in, like, the 80s, 70s, early 90s, where it's like, oh, I could see these kind of coming out again. We will never get another movie like Harry and the Hendersons. No. and It's just too sincere. It's too sincere. It's too, and you know what? You can't do it better than it was done. Yeah, totally. Even the, the makeup, the costume for Harry is it's perfect. They'd CG yeah. him now. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be weird. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's everybody. So that's our, uh, our uh, secret Santa Christmas thing. So instead of review system or quotes or anything like that, because that's not this type of thing, I want to go around the table and say, out of the movies you heard described today, what's the one that you'd be willing to watch in like the next hour? Not that we're going to do that, but if you had to. I'd rewatch Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, what about you? I kind of want to see what these space cockroaches are. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis? Um, if I didn't rewatch Harry and the Hendersons last night, it would be that, but it'd be Godzilla vs. Guy again. Cool. Uh, I just watched all these this week. Um, if I had to rewatch one of them today again, I'd probably go Night of the Hunter just because it's uh, different. <laughs> That's what I'll go with. Cool. Uh, I'd go with uh, Harry and the Hendersons. So Harry and the Hendersons, the one good one. Also, <laughs> Night of the Hunter is not a bad movie. Like it's, it's even a like bad movie. it's on like a lot of like like the top one hundred of all time lists. Like that uh, lower like, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I think it's mostly for the camera work. The bottom 100. (laughs) No, 900 is good. Yeah, Yeah, it's It's fine. It's okay. Uh, So next week, we have have Joey Scow coming on uh, for our Ghostbusters 2 slash Happy New Year's episode. Uh, I would predict it's pretty good. Um, I I definitely haven't recorded it yet. Uh, You want me to be on it, but I don't know if I can make it. Okay. Well, we'll you have to up. finish that movie. Yeah, you yeah. To, yeah. So we'll see. Elliot might come back for it. There is a slight chance. Um, but since I might not do this in the future, do you guys have anything to plug? Uh, Tom Hanks giving. Come check out the post episode. It's going to be brand new, and we have a back catalog of every Tom Hanks movie. Uh, and uh, all these people have been on the show, so check out their episodes, which you should link in the description. Because <laughs> I don't remember them all. <laughs> the Burbs. I. Uh, Band of Brothers, Lady Killers. Oh yeah, sure. I'll type all of them out. <laughs> <laughs> just go to the. Just check out the show. Uh, Elliot. Yeah, my podcast is done, but you can still listen to it. Uh, the entire story, all three seasons, are all there on iTunes. Beyond School. It is a sci-fi audio play about a teenage girl who does battle with evil aliens. And if you listen to episode nineteen, you have the After the Hype Gang. 
making some audio cameos. And Elvis is in episode 17. I'm in one of those. Yeah, he's in. You'll definitely notice because it's great. <laughs> wow, what does that say about us? <laughs> You'll definitely notice Elvis because it's great. Here, okay. Elvis had more room to like develop the character. You uh, guys were pretty much just being yourselves. I was asking is. him for motivation and all that. I was really annoying. He totally Daniel Day-Lewis did. Mm-hmm. I like, became he, that small blue alien. He stopped being a visual person for a while <laughs> and was only audio. I had to say I liked a book. So I did not have that much space to grow. Yeah. Maybe next time. Granted, that's what do they say? Not small parts, small actors. So I fucked up myself. Mm-hmm. I apologize for ruining your episode. Yeah, I almost <laughs> just like had Chewy redub your. <laughs> uh, so in the new year, we have our first episode out of the gate. Will be very controversial. It should be fun, or will it? Mother explanation point. I hope we all enjoy it. Although I doubt we all. We need will. to find a hard pressed atheist to come on. Yeah. I'll- can I? I'm not gonna be on that episode. I liked it. Oh, that's good. I, I'm. I really want to find somebody who just hates everything religion to come on, but I'm not sure we'll be able to find that person because I know a lot of atheists. I don't know a lot of people who just hate it. Wait, what? You, it was about religion, it, or was it? <laughs> I mean, that's uh, a thing about that movie. It's interpretive. Uh, and then our battle for January is going to be worst movies ever. We are not battling for guilty pleasures. We are not battling for anything like that. Just fucking horrible movies. John, you can't use Superman for the quest for peace. <laughs> I think we already spent that. <laughs> uh, so other than that, have a great Christmas. If you're listening to this on Christmas, if you've listened to it before, have a good Christmas when it gets there. If you don't celebrate Christmas, have a good whatever day Christmas lands on. I think it's a Monday. Uh, the 25th. Yeah. Is that usually it? the, it's usually the 25th. Yeah. Is it ever not the 25th? Mm. There, was one, sure there, there was, was one day where it kind of decided it was going to skip. Yeah. Cool. Went to 26. It was awkward. The year without a Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't he, wasn't he fighting? Wasn't he like fighting the Martians? He conquered them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>